This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of No Really I'm Fine. It's a new year. It's actually my first podcast of the year. So happy new year to everyone. Gemma is um, having a holiday. She's just got a new house. Very, very happy for Gemma. Um, But today's a really special episode because I'm joined by two, um, well, sort of work colleagues in one sense, but also two friends who are putting together a brand new podcast. So we have Sue and Dawn here. So um, do you want to say hello? Is that that what we do? Hello. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Hello. Yes. Why not? Hello. Now, there's a reason why I've got you here. Um, We're not just because we want to have a natter about musicals or um, (laughs) theatre. We just have to be passive. (laughs) So... Soon Dawn have started a podcast from under the same sort of, if I'm saying lofty publishing title, which is probably not the right way to say it, but from the same publishing title as us. And it's part of a special project that we're doing, which is about sort of finding new ways of telling stories through uh, podcasting, which is exactly what our podcast is at mm-hmm. No Really I'm Fine. And um, your podcast is called Menopod. Uh, is. We'll chat about that in a second. But we always start our podcasts by asking everyone if they're really fine. So are you really fine, guys? I'm really fine for a Monday. Yes, it's uh, had a good weekend and um, it's not raining yet. So yeah, I'm fine. What about you? Well, I'm quite fine. But are you quite I, fine? Well, I'm quite fine. And we've talked about this before. I cannot sleep. And this sort of almost takes us back to the reason it's it's something related to our podcast. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. I cannot sleep and therefore I am tired. So I'm fine. I feel okay. I've kind of, but I'm quite tired. Mm. If I'm 100%. And that'll get worse, won't it, as the week goes on? God well, love you. maybe, maybe not. You know, it's one of them. <laughs> but I feel okay on top. I feel all right about it because honestly, it's one of those things that I've learned to adapt to. Right, but okay. It, I am quite tired. So there you go. Well, you did ask. I know, yeah. But as as, Sorry, as, as our listeners probably already tell, you two are an absolute hoot together. Like, such <laughs> good chemistry. Because you've worked, how long have you two worked together? Oh. Since 1863. <laughs> um, or about 25 years we did, no, didn't in, we? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We worked, so we worked together for, yeah, about, it was our, probably our silver anniversary. Mm-hmm. Um, and then and you got me nothing. You didn't get me anything either. I left. That was true. (laughs) That was your presence of all. Um, So, yes, so Dawn then then left me, abandoned me uh, to start her own business, which is very successful with another colleague of ours, Jan. Um, But, yeah, so we stayed in touch because she's a good chum. And um, what you've now decided to do is set up a podcast, which is all about menopause. Mm -hmm. Or is 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 it right? This is one thing I actually want to get. Is it menopause or the menopause? Is there is there a difference? Us oh, being journalists, the, isn't it? I think it's the, and not just like the Asda. I think it is yeah, actually. Like the Asda. <laughs> no, yeah. I think it is actually the menopause. The menopause. It is a it's an entity, isn't it? It yeah. is in an itself. And obviously, because we're a mental health podcast, the menopause is something which has become. I think in the last year or two has had more of a sort of a. A more of an open light, a bit yeah. like mental health. Yeah, there's, yeah, yeah. there's a lot of stigma about menopause, and that 
um, I think, you know, like knowing sort of my mum who's going through menop- the, menop- oh, the menopause right now. And <laughs> I don't know if it's better. Or that, but anyway, she's, I don't think it'll matter. And, yeah, she's going through menopause right now that, you know, that for this stage of her life that lots of things are changing and it, yeah. and it really can negatively affect on people's mental health. And I guess that is just one element about what you guys are doing, I guess. Yeah, I, I mean, you're right that the menopause is hot right now. No pun intended. Um, but what we both felt was that there was a lot of information out there, but a lot of it wasn't very clear and a lot of it wasn't very relatable. Lots of celebrities talk about it. But, you know, if you're a mum of three trying to get through one day to the next, then what does Gwyneth Paltrow really mean to you? So we set out to be explanatory and informative, but above all, to have a laugh. So we're a bit like loose women, really, aren't we? A little bit, yeah. Um, just because we thought, you know, life's tough enough. Why not try and see the positive side mm. of the menopause? And yes, discuss, you know, what hormones can do to your mental health, what, you know, body confidence to do, can do to your mental health. But we try and do it in... We, we bring levity to the subject rather than it just being doom and gloom. And, oh, my goodness, there's nothing we can do about it and how awful it's going to be. For a lot of women, it is quite tough. But hopefully our podcast will um, make women feel better about it and provide them with some answers as to how to counteract stuff. What we like for these podcasts to be is sort of a safe space for people to talk about as much and as little as they can. But mm-hmm. something which we always find really helps for our listeners is that we it's is is hearing people's shared experience yeah so i mean is this a weird question to ask that you know are are you both uh, this is (laughs) go for it spit it out menopause can happen at any it can sometimes happen because i've i've i read an article the other day there was a there was a a a lady who was in a in a late 20s early 30s yeah yeah. who was going through the menopause well and also different medical conditions can kick you into an early menopause there's a weird so if for instance if you have to have a hysterectomy for whatever health reasons that can then kick you into an early menopause Mm. so you're right you can't just go oh she's over 45 she will be there's Mm. no sort of hard and fast you know you you wait you don't wake up on your 45th birthday and go Oh no, menopause here. Oh, that's a horse. Yeah. <laughs> Crack, is it me or is it? Yeah, no. no. So, you, and you're right. But in, it's funny because in that way that you hesitated to say to us, are you menopausal? I think there's a, it's because you're being polite. Mm. And it's, it Very seems brave. like, yeah. And it seems like a good mannered and slightly respectful thing not to say. But you wouldn't say to us, you, I, I think that you wouldn't hesitate quite so much if it, for, 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 to ask about other health things, maybe. But maybe. But I think there's that still that thing where people do are can be reluctant to talk about it. Yeah. And again, that's one of the things where the beauty, I think, of it of it being a bit of a hot topic is the fact that that's kind of filtered down from the celebrity experience to actually ordinary women. I was at, on a spa day on Saturday and women in their 40s, 50s. And we were just we weren't sat there going, oh, what about our menopause? But. When it came up, something came up and we just chatted about it like we were chatting about the shopping. And it's no longer a big kind of, oh, I feel a bit awkward talking about. Or it shouldn't be. No. It and I think, be. well, hopefully we can, we can be like people's sort of mates. So yeah, that yeah. even, you know, so we're just kind of an extended bit of their friends network so that if they listen to us talking about it, then it's like, 
going out and having a drink with your mates and talking about it. But it's interesting because so, Dawn's right, you hesitated. Do, are you, I mean, can I say, I mean, what, do, but I in the loveliest way. Oh, yeah, and that's fine. The, uh, the reason why I hesitate, hesitate is because I. It's because I, you both look 30? No, because, yeah, yes, exactly. You yeah, see, yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah there's, there's not a grey. I've, I've got more. I've, my hair's more grey than yours, <laughs> and it is grey. No, but um, the reason why I hesitate is because I. I, I should have probably had this conversation with you before we started. I'd really like if you're able to talk about your own sort of experiences around you physically going through sort of menopause and how that related to sort of your mental health and things like that. I, I get the hesitation that mm-hmm. people have. People don't like to have the conversation. It's the same with mental health, isn't it? Yeah. People yeah, yeah, do yeah. not like to have, you know, like I, this is me personally, and like I still haven't been able to share my mental health story. I have, um, I have really bad anxiety disorder, which is really weird when you know me and you know the things that I do because I perform on stages and Mm. things like this. And I've done that to try and counteract anxiety and things like that. But, you know, like some people don't like to talk about their their mental health conditions. And I suppose it's the same with, with, so which was why I was hoping if we can, as we have a chat that you'd be willing to chat about that a bit more. That was my hesitation. (laughs) Yeah, I don't think there's anything, I don't think, and I think that's the thing, isn't it, is that, it, like anything, once you've talked about it and shared it, actually, it gives you a different perspective on things. So, I don't mind going first, I'll Go say, I, I have had fewer physical symptoms, although I've just moaned, obviously, bitterly about not being <laughs> able to sleep. I've had fewer physical symptoms, but I've noticed definitely that I feel, it's it's almost like having... Not permanent PMT, and girl, women will act, will recognise what that feels like because you are a little bit irrational, a little bit quick-tempered, a little bit, oh, why did I just do that? And you look back and think, God, I just behaved a little bit out of character then. And, and But, of course, when, you, when you're younger, you do it on a kind of monthly cycle, or you tend to, and you behave, and you get to recognise it. I feel... Since, because I've been, I, I'm probably just about into full-time menopause rather than pre-menopause, and I find myself more often feeling a little bit, what my friend just calls a bit gloomy for no reason, and you'll get, and I'm a super positive person, and but some days I'll just think, hmm, and I think the reason that I feel okay about it is because I can attach the label of menopause to it and I can think to myself do you know what this isn't me this is my hormones that's playing havoc with me and I think because I can rationalize it I can almost I can deal with it better for me personally and I know you know people struggle to a greater or lesser degree with it but for me personally there's been no question that it's affected my mood from time to time and I find it harder to cope with things that I previously would have just brushed off. I'll think, Ugh. and I, I do get a little bit more anxious about things than I used to. I, I was somebody who was at, who was quite, possibly slightly overconfident, if anything, and I do worry a little bit more about things and I am a little bit more anxious about things, but I can kind of... Touchwood so far, I'm in a position where I can acknowledge what's causing those feelings and therefore try and stay on top of it because I can logic it to myself. 
And honestly, if I ever felt like it was getting too bad, I'd go and see a GP. And that was what I would say to anybody is don't just try and soldier on. If it gets to the point where you can't logic it and you can't rationalise and you can't manage it in your everyday life and it's impacting, go and see somebody. Because there are, there's natural remedies and there's things like HRT, which can be recommended, which I think people say has a great, great effect what's on what's hrt mood. sorry just hormone replacement therapy right. so not suitable for everybody i don't think but suitable for quite a lot of women um and it just rebalances you out because basically once you hit the menopause your hormones are up a creek renegade and paddleless, aren't they? renegade They've, yeah. they have I gone mean, off list. script oh they have they have they've gone rogue and it's and some days it's fine and some days it's oh it's like being hit by a hormonal truck it's interesting you say that about you know because i I have friends who I recognise absolutely what Dawn's saying and they just kind of soldier on because they go, well, that's the way it is. No, it's not. Maybe 20 years ago that would have had to have been the way it was. And I look at, you know, perhaps what my mum went through, what Dawn's mum went through and think how awful it must have been for them not to be able to discuss it or not to be able to go to the doctor to to seek any kind of help with it. But you don't have to just put up with it. You don't have to go, well, I feel a bit like this today. Oh, but that's just the way it is. It's not the way it is. You can do things to help yourself. You've also spoken to people, and I know you went down, I remember... Yeah, you, I remember we, I, I was helping get set up some equipment and you went down to like a... There's like a menopause cafe yeah. and things yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, and yeah. there's like these... There are things for people to to get that help as well. Is that right? Definitely. And what I learned from the menopause cafe, which was really interesting, because there's a whole range of symptoms with the menopause. There's about 34 of them. But the single biggest thing that came through them all, and that's from, you know, being furious and being hot and, you know, having joint aches or whatever, the single biggest thing that people wanted to talk about at that cafe was their mental health, how it made them feel in their heads, body confidence, um, you know, maybe not having sex as much as they like and what that did to their relationships and what that did to themselves, putting on weight um, because of the menopause potentially, um, the stresses of being over 45 and maybe still having kids and having older parents to look after as well, sandwich generation. That was a big theme th- th- with all the women I spoke to. And for you, and, and we, we've spoken about this before, um, you saying that also that, that, that as well, you, you sometimes get this sort of, I can't remember the exact word, is it sort of separate, is it empty home syndrome or something? Oh, like empty nest. Empty oh, nest, sorry. Empty home, empty home syndrome. But no, it's, that's, like, that's like just a dental extreme. That's, that's not. Uh, yeah, yeah. So, so that was one thing that interestingly affected me, I think, most of all. So at the, at the very point at which I started to experience these symptoms, my kids left home. Um, my eldest went to university and then two years later my youngest went to university and I'd spent years going I can't wait for them to leave it'll be great packing have, packing for them I'll have food in the fridge I'll, I won't have wet towels all over the floor it'll be fantastic and then they went and I was heartbroken it was tough with my son when he left and it was even tougher when my daughter went because it makes you feel like you've lost your identity. Yeah. You've spent a long time being a mum. And, and well, that's been your role. Uh, well, not your primary role, but it's certainly been it's a key a, role. Oh, yeah. yeah. So just as when you're kind of thinking to yourself, well, you know, my hormones have gone renegade. I feel like this. I feel like that. The kids then leave you. Damn them. And if they're listening to me mm-hmm. right now, <laughs> damn Thanks. you. Thanks a lot. Um, so I found that that was a particular issue for me, that the, the kids went and I felt a little bit 
redundant, mm. even though I was still, you know, uh, a wife and um, a homemaker and I had a career. Uh, I was a journalist. I had lots of friends, busy life. The, my fundamental role for 18 plus years had altered and I found that really difficult to deal with. And I think if that had happened when I wasn't perimenopausal, I probably would have dealt with it much better. When that happened, did it sort of trigger or maybe amplify some of these other menopausal symptoms? Or? I, th I think the symptoms come first. Yeah. You know, the, the, the furious rages. Lord, the furious rages. Dawn will tell you. Um, Neighbours <laughs> getting junction out. Yeah, so still haven't <laughs> Keep the that, noise you know? down, so <laughs> Stop shouting at your husband. Um, Who's now the only one left in the house to shout at? <laughs> yeah. So, it's not like there's three people to sort of spread it round evenly now, is it? <laughs> My poor husband takes the brunt. So, so those symptoms were there anyway because my hormones were starting to play up but added on top of that was this feeling that both my children had gone and all that time that I was you know making the tea running them around going to parents evening doing this doing that was mine again and that was just very odd to deal with so it's kind of a a, a perfect storm if you like of um what would it be? Perfect storm of horror. Horror. That's the word. <laughs> Midlife you know, horror. And, and you know what? It got better. Yeah. It does get better. It does get better. But I think... It's, a, it's an adjustment. It is an adjustment. Yeah. And it comes to most women just yes. at the time when we're make, they're making a really big adjustment yeah. in that they're getting their heads around the fact that they are menopausal. They can no longer have children. They're, you know, their childbearing years are over. So even if you wanted to replace the kids that have gone, you can't. Um... And all the other stuff that, that comes with that. So, so I found that particularly difficult. You mentioned there about mental health and that was one of the biggest things that people were coming through. Mm -hmm. What would you say are sort of the commonest correlations between menopause and, and mental health conditions that you see come, a, come around? If, if, just in your experiences that you've been doing so far. I would say um, people lose their confidence in who they are. And that's everything that we've just talked about, as well as how you physically look, because you are older and maybe you put a little bit of weight on, your body shape's changed, you're going grey, your skin's changing. So the person who you see in the mirror, although in your head you're 25, you look at her and think, who's she? Where did she come from? So body confidence, I think, is a real issue for women. Um, I think trying to get a handle on being 50 plus, 45 plus, when in, a, in society you may feel as though you start to disappear. As oh, a lot person. of people say that, is that women over a certain age become invisible. Mm. And it, it, it it's is... Sad, it, isn't it? It, it's It's sad, but it's quite... It's, it is in many ways true. Mm. Um, it, you just... So can you imagine how that makes you feel? Mm. It, it's, it's very strange yeah. because as... as you, you spend your whole, and, and it sounds quite shallow because you, what you're essentially saying is no one notices us anymore, and which, makes you, which makes you sound like you want to be the centre of attention all the time. And that's not kind of, no, that's, that's not, not really it, it. But it's just, you'd quite like to be on the radar. You don't want to be the absolute focus of anything, but you'd quite like to be just on the radar. And you'd be amazed by how many people just don't acknowledge women over a certain age unless you kind of unless your presence is you have to up your presence almost a bit mm. and then you think oh I don't, I'm getting on my own nerves now <laughs> 
So, because I don't think, can I be bothered? No, and, and you shouldn't me. really need to, should no, you? No, you shouldn't. But I think part of that, that does chip away then at your confidence because you think, oh, but when I was 20 and when I was 30 and when I was... And if you're feeling a little bit down on yourself anyway, mm. then I don't think all of that helps no. a lot, does it? No. Because your physicality does change. As, as your hormone levels change, then... You get an acceler. There is an accelerated aging process unless you're having yourself carved up or whatever. So Botox what, injected. So when you say that accelerate, what what is that physically? Yeah, I, because yeah, because you physically because you're physically losing certain hormones. You do, you no longer have the the collagen and things like that. And like Sue said, you also put weight on in different areas, and it's harder to keep weight off. Which is why they say you know one of the great things about staying on top of your mental health, and it's like a, a it, you know it's not going to suit everybody, but to some form of exercise is is a great thing to get involved in. And and you know, obviously the the podcast that you do is all about mental health, so the 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 happy hormones of exercise is a great thing because it's the endorphins and yeah. mm-hmm. you know so the, there's a sort of dual um aspect to to exercising in some sh- shape or form when you when you hit the menopause just because you do get the feel good factor but also you need to do a little bit more exercise just to stand still in terms of your physical shape, mm-hmm. because even if you've breezed through on a relatively good metabolism for most of your time, once once your hormone balance changes, then your metabolism changes, your collagen levels change, and all these kind of things. The, the everything. To, so the elasticity. Yeah. Kind of, I'm not so you think? Say that, oh, I look. I, I look genuinely a bit more wrinkly than I did. Yeah. And, and your hair you, goes greyer. And and the other thing is, you know, that's. That comes across as very shallow, very doesn't, bleak, it? doesn't it? it? It does, and it's not. But what I hadn't realised until I started doing this was the effect of what hormones will have on your bone density. So when you are losing, when your hormone levels are dropping, your bone density is um, at risk. So when, you know, when you're 50, you think, yeah, bone density, what of it? Well, by the time you're 70, that's a real issue. If you've lost bone density, you are at risk of falling over and breaking things. Mm. And that that's why exercise is really important both for your mental health but also for your physical health but do you know what it sounds all doom and gloom this and it's yeah. really not I was, just, I was just about to say you know is there, is there, is there something that menopause gives you yeah absolutely <laughs> yes absolutely so we interviewed a brilliant woman the other week um, who has reinvented herself after 45 she's, she's taken a completely different career direction and has reinvented herself as a new person and I think Lots of people who are met at that menopause cafe and my friends say, you know what, it can be very difficult for a lot of women. Actually, it can be absolutely freeing for a lot of women. You're not worrying about periods. You're not worrying about getting pregnant anymore. You are comfortable in your own skin. You know who you are. You've got the experience, the life experience and the life skills that you've gathered for the last 40 years. So, and that's what our podcast is is equally about. It's not just, oh my gosh, how awful the menopause. It's not. It's okay for some people it can be quite tough actually for a lot of women it can be great it mm. can actually find the positives yeah you've the, got a lot to offer you would hope you by really then. do yeah you've got a lot of life experience to bring to the party then haven't you yeah you're, and it's like your your first episode which is just came out on friday it did yes. and um is, Fashion. Is it, it is is, is, that, is that every friday that the podcast? every other friday every other friday yeah, yeah. and the, the the thing is the thing about that that fashion episode which is the first episode i have listened to it and actually the lady you had on whose name Lorraine. i've forgotten 
Lorraine McCulloch. Lorraine McCulloch, who is sort of, she she styles some celebs. Is oh, that yeah, right? Yeah. She sort of says some. She's mm-hmm. she's a celebrity stylist. And um I loved there was a bit where she was talking about going to places like um H and M and and um uh, Primark. Kos. Well, which yeah. was about Kos and um, Arquette and they were oh, really, right. yeah, yeah. And, and talking about the actual wearing these clothes differently and, yeah. and, and wearing them to, 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 to sort of, and it was just like, it was really nice and it was like saying, actually, that doesn't just relate to people who have got menopause or, or going through those changes. Mm-hmm. It, it, it applies to me actually as well because I know yeah. I shop in Arquette yeah, purposely yeah, yeah. because the, the way that their cuts are different. Yeah. And some pe- and like people just don't know that and, no, and I thought yeah. that was so useful to have that. Well, that's what we wanted with, because we started off when I rang Dawn and said, I'm going to do a podcast about the menopause. What do you reckon? And she went, oh, it's a bit bleak, isn't it? Well, no, because what we wanted, <laughs> although the central theme is the menopause because it affects so many areas of your life, because it affects so many areas of your life, we can go off on tangents. Yeah, so yeah. we have spoken about fashion. We'll be doing beauty. We will be doing empty nests, uh, new careers. Dating. Well, dating, sex. So it's not all about hot flushes and vaginal dryness. Can I say vaginal dryness? Yeah. Oh, I've said it now. Ooh, Vagina, it's out there Vaginas, now. you're right. Dry, that's, that's a tongue twister. Can't even say it. Apparently you can't say it. <laughs> <laughs> so it's not all about symptoms and what have you. There's a little bit about that. Of course there is, because we want it to be useful for people. But it's about a lot more than just the menopause it's about lifestyle oh and i suppose that's the same that's exactly the same as what we try and do with this podcast sometimes there are some you know when you're talking about depression and you know and and sort of suicide and things like that they're they're awful you know they're awful topics and Mm -hmm. but you know sometimes we find that we have to share them because you know it's it's really important that we get these messages across and that there's someone there that's got a voice with that and that's exactly the same for you isn't it yeah 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 there's nothing worse than anything in anything than thinking you're on your own in it and I think it's the same for, for, you know, people who have issues with mental health. It's the same for people going through the menopause. The absolute worst thing is if you think this is only happening to me mm. and I'm the only one who feels like that. I'm the only one with creaky knees and who gets up in the morning feels miserable. And so the more we talk about it and the more we just normalise everything and say, do you know what, it really isn't just you. And it may be that you don't have every symptom. I hope nobody's got all 34 can you but imagine? You're never going to have If you've got one or two. Do you two, know what all of those 34 were? Sue obviously knows all of them. <laughs> yes. She has them written down. Don't make me test me. Don't test me. Don't have a hand up her arm. Don't get, get a tattoo. <laughs> yeah. Is that a you listicle? Could, yeah. She can like tick them off as you go. Like, yeah, got that one, got that one. But, you know, you may only have two of them at the moment. But then, you know what? By the time a third one comes along, you're not going to be that blindsided by it because you've heard us talking about it and you know it's on the way. Or if you might think, well, it's out there. But you know what? Oh, oh, oh yeah, I heard them, you know, I heard yeah. them talking about that. And actually, oh, it's not to, it's nothing to worry about. Because the worst thing is if you're worrying and stressing over not knowing why something's happening to you. I think if you know why something's happening to you, it's a lot less stressful. And, you know, you can you can kind of, you can get a sense of perspective on things. Cause we, and take control of it yeah, as well. We talked to be, in one of our, in, in one of the things that we did, and we said, you know how when you wake up in the middle of the night and you think, hmm, I've got a little bit of a pain in my leg there, and you think, oh, I'm definitely going to die, I'm going to die, I'm going to die. And then and then when you wake up in the morning and you haven't died, and you and you tell somebody, oh, I had a bit of a pain in my leg, you feel like an idiot. But it's that... It, you have no sense of perspective at four o'clock in the morning and everything's a massive drama. And I think everyone goes through that. And and so when you feel isolated and when you feel you don't have anyone to talk to about things, 
then it polarises the, the worry about mm. everything. Whereas even if people only just listen to us yakking on and going, you know, oh, this happened to me or that happened to me and we talk to our guests and, and get their input on things, then hopefully what it does is just say to people, whichever one of those 34 or however many of those 34 you're going through, quite normal. And you're not on your own. And there's things you can do about it. And it can be resolved by gin. Nearly everything can be resolved by gin, my friend. Gin or GP, you know, (laughs) take your pick. Um, Finally, what if there was, I'll ask both of you, if there's one, I hate saying like top tip, but if there, it sounds awful, doesn't it? But if there's one thing which you would say to people who are listening, who are struggling with their mental health around, around sort of, and they're around about that sort of menopausal age in inverted commas, Mm -hmm. What would you say would be your top tip to tackling it? I'll start with Sue. I would say if you are really struggling, um, don't keep it to yourself. Go to your GP and talk about it. And listen to the menopod. That's two top tips. <laughs> you but, stole an extra tip there. I did steal an extra tip. But I, I would. I know people are very fearful about talking about mental health still. Some people are. And it's still, you know... It takes a lot for people to discuss it, but whether it's caused by, you know, the menopause or otherwise, I think the more we can talk about it, the more you can seek help from the experts, then you will be, you will feel better. And if you are, if you feel better in your mind with what's going on, then you are better able to deal with the rest of life. And sorry, just before we come to your top tip, John, the, the, you said about going to the GP, is that the... Is going to your GP the number one advice? Because actually we we try to do a lot of signposting into the right places here. So with our podcast, so do you signpost directly to a GP? Yes. Because I know, is is that right? Yes. I mean, there are are specialist menopause clinics you can go to. But I think if you're sitting at home listening to this thinking, yeah, it's all very well, but what do I do about it? Go and speak to your GP from from the get-go. And there will be routes you can go down that he or she will discuss with you. and hopefully, if they're a good GP, and there are lots and lots of them out there, we'll be able to guide you in the right direction to the for the answers. Some people who have mental health conditions may not want to go to a GP straight away. There's a lot of anxiety and related to that. So, okay. if, is there online resources that you know of? Is there just is that just like NHS? You know? Do you know what? Lots and lots of online groups, lots of menopause groups out there. What I would There's say, lots of Facebook groups actually, lots, tons of Facebook just groups just for general support. Yeah, yeah. A lot of them are US based, but there are a, a few in the UK, um, and they're great because you can post and say, "Hey, ladies, I'm feeling like this today. What do you think? Hey, guys, mm. has anybody got any?" you know, um, insight because this has happened to me. So there's, yes, there is, there's a lot of online presence, um, even more so here in 2020 than there was even five years ago. And Dawn, sorry, we haven't... No, and that kind of brings me on to mine, I think, because what I would say is share with someone you feel comfortable with. And and that's the thing. And I think GP, great, because I think I, I'm wholeheartedly in favour of that. and But I've had good experiences with my GP. Not everybody does, I think. No, that's no fair And enough. the other thing is you think persevere. Don't, you know, as with all ailments, don't take no for it. You know yourself. And, you know, don't, don't, be, don't be fobbed off. Because I think there, are, there is still an old school level of, of medical people out there who maybe don't know how to deal with menopause so if you if your doctor if you feel like your doctor's not dealing with it properly ask to see another one 
you know yeah, just definitely a bit yeah, because yeah. as with all these things you you know and I know that's difficult because it again it takes some confidence and maybe if your confidence is low so I would just say share with somebody you feel comfortable with to start with and even if it's a friend if it's an, anybody who you is just who can just hear you out because once you've expressed the things that you're worried about you it, you'll feel a lot lot better about it and I just think, but with the Facebook groups, even if you're nervous at first to say this is this has happened to me, you can lurk a bit. You know, you can be accepted. Yeah, just read a, the comments. Yeah, you can be accepted as a member. And what it does is it opens up this world of other people's experiences. And then if other people's experiences tally with your experience, suddenly again, you don't feel as alone, alone in it. Yeah. Because you recognise wow that's I I was in a group and they were talking all the time about how how furious they were and I'd laugh but I'd think oh some and a lot of them are quite funny so that uh, it's it's like being in a girl gang a lot of the time and there is quite a nice you're right even the the US based ones yeah it's quite it's quite supportive but it's not supportive in a sort of in a heavyweight way a lot of them are quite funny Mm. and quite you know, it, it, there's a nice atmosphere around a lot of them. So even if you only join as a member and you look and you see other people's experiences, I think that makes you feel part of a group. And once you're part of this group, it, nothing seems quite as bad anymore. And I think in terms of keeping on top of your mental health, you know, that that that, that getting rid of that sense of isolation is huge. Mm. Perfect. Well, w- just before we finish, we should tell people how they can listen to your podcast. Obviously, it's on Spotify and a- iTunes, um, on the Apple Apple Podcast app and things like that. But your podcast is also available on a different type of podcasting app as well, which is all about visual podcasting. Is yes. that right? Yes, so it's on, available on an app called Entail, which is an immersive app. Um, and I'm going to say like that like I know what I'm talking about. I don't really. But it <laughs> means that as you listen, that you can... Um, look at pictures of us. I mean, who wouldn't want to look picture, at pictures of me and Dawn? So you can see our guests. Lots of Saying that like it's an incentive. And, uh, oh, sorry. <laughs> there goes the entail listeners. Well, I'll tell you what is an incentive though, because there's lots of links on there as well. Yeah. Yes. So if you're listening and you think, oh, that's interesting. I want to know more. The link is there. So it's an immersive app. Um, beautiful to look at. No, it is. I, I was looking at it and you can, I, I was watching your episode on the entail app and it's like you, when you were talking, you there was links to like, um, when they were talking, you were talking about specific items of fashion, yeah, and you yeah, could yeah, link yeah. off to a to like ASOS, and you could link yeah. to to the to H and M websites and stuff like that, which was really really useful. It, yeah, it is really useful. It is really useful. I, I mean, hand on heart, I'd not heard of Entail before I started doing this, but now um, having watched it and looked at it, I think it's a great it's a great way to listen to podcasts. Yeah, and it's E N T A L E, isn't it? Because it because you might put T A I L or something like that. No, A L E, A L E. That's great. Well, thank you so much for joining us great thank you for having me no it's been a pleasure